Here we are. Yeah. Uh, I guess it didn't really rhyme, but close enough. Close enough. Anyway, I'm Abigail Kelly. You're V. Today's bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, v, dead man walking. Uh, un- More than usual. Yeah. Unfortunate literary connoisseur. Someone who has read a book this Fuck, time. I can't even, like, I can't even believe. I can't. E- I just. This I just <laughs> this week we read a book or I read a book and Abigail didn't finish the book which I, is shocking. I had to I had to stop. I had to. So so I want to I want to preface this by saying I'm so mad because one of my favorite podcasts, Shelf Awareness, uh, a sister podcast, you might even say, uh, a mm-hmm. cousin cousin cast um, to to KOT, um, <clears throat> fabulous. They fucking got here like two weeks ago. They they beat us. Oh, they, they beat, beat us? us. Like the like the the day I think we or the day after we decided we were gonna do this and we like jumped in and we're like we couldn't not do it at that point. Uh-huh. Um, we'd made the commitment. Fucking, they posted their fucking Clan of the Cave Bear episode, and I was like, "Damn it, y'all! Damn it!" Well, shit. Okay, well, I guess we're competing with that. We're competing with them. Um, and we're gonna have to take them out sniper style. Uh, I don't think we're gonna do better than them. I have not listened to not. the episode. They but they I'm did here. a. Go- I I listened to it this morning. Um, and they <laughs> they pointed out some stuff that I was like, mm, yeah, mm. we we have broadly the same reaction okay well i then we are not presenting any new tapes no no we're really fine. copying everything that they said which is which is you know pretty much the the the, the feeling of this whole podcast we do nothing original and everything is bad yeah uh there's no new content i guess like <clears throat> right here before we get any, any oh my god anywhere yeah. into it here's this big fat trigger warning Fucking flashing lights like uh, Big old trigger warning just like right at the top of this episode because it's going to be like unavoidable for us to talk about. Um, There is mentions or a big point of uh, domestic violence, A, and B, rape. Um, uh, I, we're talking infertility, uh, a disease, uh, uh, assault, yeah. uh, misogyny, um, parent loss <laughs> again and again. Yeah. Uh, like literally, if you can think of or is this mentions of incest, like if you can think of it, it's in this book, unfortunately. I will say the incest is like danced around in a way that it's like yeah it's like there is no incest but it's like there i guess but we think about it a lot we think about it all the time the the only it's it's the only reason two characters are like said to have not gotten together is because that they were brother and sister yeah like, uh, like that's mentioned several times. Too many times, actually. It, it's like a weird amount of times, but we'll get there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is this is a really rough book. Welcome to the Clan of the Cave Bear episode, which we are now calling Clash of the Cave Bear because it was the worst. Clash of the Cave Bear. Causes immeasurable uh, amounts of pain. I am breaking out. You got a stomach flu. I got the worst <laughs> stomach flu. I was like, I finished the book yesterday morning fucking praise man i cannot believe 500 pages of misery and i would say that the last 250 were were just misery porn like i just felt Pure, like i was uncut was 
suffering. Yeah. And they were suffering, and I just was a fucking victim to it. And then I spent the rest of the day throwing up. Uh, (laughs) So, like, you know, woohoo. You know, I want to say up top, too. So you finished the book, and I I didn't. And I have – I've been open on the podcast about how I'm not one of those people who – if I don't like a book, I, I stop. I, wherever I need to stop, I stop and I put it down and pick up something else. I mm-hmm. literally just don't have the time to continue reading a book I don't give a shit about. Yeah. Um, this is the hardest I have put down a book. Like the the absolute, like I literally, so I got to 55%, <laughs> exactly, chapter 18. And I, 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 I said out loud, yeah, that's it. And I fucking switched over to my borrowed copy, my ebook copy of of the tenth side changeling book, and I just started reading because I could not. I felt so physically ill that I I I could not even even knowing that we had this podcast to record, even knowing that. I, listen, the 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 bench it ain't deep right now in terms of podcast episodes backlog i literally do not have a choice i have to record this episode i could not finish it i could not finish it and i feel like my life has been inundated with clan of the cave bear recently fucking shelf aware they they came out with an episode immediately after we came up with this idea then um this dude comes into the bookshop wants a copy of clan of the cave bear out of nowhere and we had this really weird conversation where i was like i'm literally reading that book right now and he was like why it's like why are you ordering it why are you ordering it sir sir with a ponytail sir excuse you why are you reading it why is anyone reading it no one should read this book that and that's unfair i'm just gonna like because like i'm gonna shit on this book a little bit but like also i think it is a very well written book like i i think it is I would I'd make some arguments there, but yeah, for the most part, it's pretty well written. Um, like it is, it is a little hard to get through. Uh, it's so let's just fucking get into. Well, I want to like I, I want to like talk about why we're talking about this book in the first place because okay. I think a lot of people are going to be surprised. Like I believe you have a Roman Civil podcast. Why are we talking about Clan of the Cave? Bear? Yeah, uh, everyone. <laughs> who is my, like, literary circles have asked that question. Um, Victoria Avalon and children, she's like, the rape book? And I was like, I was like, yeah, you are correct. It is the rape book. It is the rape book. But I I was like, the reason I'm talking about this is because two separate things happened to me. Um, Like, last year, almost, uh, back when I first started this podcast, I was still nannying for a family um, once a week. And... I was like, yeah, I started this podcast. My dog just tried to get into the sanctum yeah, just, just now. Yeah, she just cried a little bit and slammed on the door. Okay, Bev, stay. Um, I agree, Barbara. Let me out of this hell. <laughs> um, so I was I, I was like, yeah, I started this podcast, and and it's about romance novels and stuff. And one of the moms was like, oh, well, I don't read a lot of romance novels, but one of my favorite romance novel series growing up was Clan of the Cave Bear. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? And I'd never heard of it before. So I looked it up, of course, and I was like, all right, I'm downs with, like, like Neanderthal loving. All right. Okay. Fascinating. Fa- I know, okay. right? So, but then I, like, obviously I saw that it was, like, fucking, like, 500-some pages long. And I was like, bitch, ain't got time for that. Uh, and it got shuffled to the bottom of the pile never made it. Well, flash forward to, like, two weeks ago. I was helping this woman 
in the bookshop and she was looking for historical fiction recommendations for a book club she has with her daughter. Um, and I, I just out of nowhere, like cracked a joke because she was, she was looking for something that wasn't World War II. She's like, literally give me anything other than World War II. And I was like, that's tough because there's almost nothing. Right yeah. Um, and she was like, oh, yeah, I want something that's a little farther back. So I, I, I joked. I was like, oh, well, there's always Clan of the Cave Bear. And she looked at me and she laughed and she said, yeah, I remember that bodice ripper. I don't know if I want to read that with my daughter. And I was like, bodice ripper. Bodice ripper. Interesting. Fascinating. Way to phrase that. Fascinating. Um, and it reminded me of this really super uncomfortable interaction I had, um, especially now after I've read 55% of this book and will read not a word more. Um, I had a really uncomfortable interaction with a mom uh, years ago at the bookshop. She was ordering a book for her daughter and it was Flowers in the Attic by V.C. Andrews. Okay. Okay, yes. Take me where you're going (laughs) because I'm afraid. I know. I was like... I didn't know what the book was, but I happened to have my older coworker who was standing behind me and she was like, oh, I remember that book. And they got into this like gush fest of being like, oh, I know it was so salacious. I remember reading it when I was a kid in secret. And I was like, obviously antenna goes up, right? And uh, the mom then says, yeah, I'm ordering it for my daughter who's 13 and I want, I'm going to hide it around the house and let her quote find unquote it. find it. Okay. And read it in secret like I did. And I was like, fucking, what is this? What is this book? Expecting it to be some sort of romance novel or something, right? Of course, then I read Flowers in the Attic and I'm like, what the fuck kind of messed up ritual did I inadvertently participate in? Because that is, that is is not, in case you're wondering, Flowers in the Attic is about kids who are locked in their grandmother's attic and she's like a crazy Christian fanatic. um, And they grow up there and eventually the brother and sister end up in an incestuous relationship after he sexually assaults her. Like, it is a fucking bananas horror novel is what it is. And... I, I I guess it's like kind of in the family of just like weird weird sexual coming of age like super fucked up like reading Lolita age, and when you're thirteen like, yeah. and like yeah I yeah I I think with kind of the cave bear it's at least like eventually we start to tread more towards romance novels in in the later books from what yeah. I understand um, this is not that. Planet uh, of the Cave Bear is... Planet <laughs> of the Cave Bear specifically, this installment, no. Yeah, like, I guess, like, the next book, we start to get the romantic interest, and then, like, mm. the rest of the books are focused on that. I, I'm i not going to read the rest of the series. Fucking I cannot. No. There's, like, six books, and they're all fucking 500, 600 pages long. Uh, Abigail told me not to do any outside research. I did not keep that rule because <laughs> I did finish the book, and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to look at what the other books are about, just so yeah, I can yeah, just, yeah. like... That's fair. You earned it after you fucking finished the book when I couldn't. Yeah, I was like, I just need to know what else is in this Godforsaken series. Yeah. And like, yeah, it sounds like from then on she, which like, I I guess like she ends up finding the humans and like they, they're not humans. Sorry, they, not humans, but yeah, they're Cro Magnons, which I which is not addressed in the in the actual book. Like she goes yeah. to fucking great lengths to like make sure you know that most of the characters of the first book are Neanderthals. Yeah, and like everything that's different about them, and it's never mentioned that technically Ayla, the main character, is not human. She's Cro Magnon. She's yeah. pre-human. Um, 
which is I didn't realize I read the Wikipedia article and I was like, you fucking fell down on that gene. Yeah, gene. I saw that and I, it was just I, I don't care. Honestly, I just also don't care. That's fair. That's fair. I just like of all the of all the stuff, we got so much stuff and you didn't even mention that like you didn't you chose to give neanderthals telepathy and back memory but you ancestral memory but you but you couldn't tell me once that she's a grow magnet i just it doesn't add up i guess i guess i guess maybe in the next books because like that's the focus yeah Yeah, but like yeah i okay I will uh, to to frame this. We're not going to go in beep by beep with this plot. Like we can't. We can't. We can't. This book is five hundred pages. There is so much godforsaken detail. I will say, I just slapped it. <laughs> We're both uh, gesticulating wildly. <laughs> I will say that without like all of the excessive amount of wild detail about things that I cannot bring myself to care about there is not that much going on in this book because we're just following the childhood of it's almost a real time yeah Yeah. it's it's a real time sort of like okay she's growing up almost year by year we're like seeing her age Mm -hmm. um it starts when she's five she's five she gets found by these Neanderthals after her entire family basically gets killed in an earthquake here's what okay we're fucking from page one, I have a fucking problem. I don't know if Jean has ever spent time with children before, because I, I'm sure she has. This is this book, by the way, is written by Jean M. All um, or Owl, and I'm not sure how she pronounces it. But it was published in 1980, so we're working from information, archaeological information that was provided in the 70s. Okay? Yeah. So just start there, but. Ayla is five. She's playing by the river. She's swimming around like a little feral baby. And uh, a horrible earthquake happens. And she watches as her family's lean to, which you get the impression that she was only with her mother, that no one else was there. I guess so. I guess. Yeah. Um, and she watches it fall into this crevasse this hole this, that like, is created hole. by the earthquake yeah and then she is so scared that she runs into the woods and basically buries all memories of her mother because they're too painful yeah and all survives. of it is repressed and then she just becomes a feral child for a while and then is attacked by a lion yeah she's attacked by a cave lion and i just want to say um Trauma does do that sometimes. However, the idea that Ayla, a five-year-old child with reason, when you hit four, you become a a creature of reason, um, would not... Like, I don't know any five-year-old who would watch their mother's... Presumably their mother fall into a sinkhole and not immediately run towards that and, like, at least look. At least look. Like, that is... incomprehensible children are so attached and so curious and without any caution there's no way they're even i don't care that she's a fucking crow magnet and the earth is shaking beneath her feet she'd run towards her mom yeah anyway that really pissed me off <laughs> like did, moment one i was like ah you don't okay i don't trust anything you say past this point because that's fucking wrong that's wrong i i'm willing to excuse that whatever uh the nanny and me gets pissed when people just fundamentally misunderstand the psychology of kids, but yeah. Yeah, because, uh, like, okay, fine. Like, maybe we can just pull this as, like, she's terrified. Yeah, like, she's, she's so scared. Okay, she's so okay, scared. The okay. whole, my, like, whatever. I, I don't know. Point being, she she gets pulled in to this family of Neanderthals, or not family, but, it's like, clan. clan. The clan of the cave bear. Yeah. Um, 
and uh she she's basically like taken care of by their medicine woman Isa. Yeah. Uh and then Kreb who is their mogur. Yeah. Uh which is like their magician. Yeah. Um they're like spiritual leader. Probably the most interesting characters in this whole book. Yeah. Like yeah, I for sure. I I think that I was I found them the most compelling. Uh Ayla is fine. She's Yeah, she's fine. I fucking here's what pisses me off about like as, in terms of caring about the characters. You care about Isa right away. You care about Kreb right away. He's a, he's a tough he's a tough nut to crack, but you eventually you care yeah, about him pretty soon. Kreb is is hard because in the same sense that this book is is how do I how do I phrase this? Um, this is a book that is very clearly it's, like feminist. Uh, it's also anti Neanderthal in every way. Anti-Neanderthal? It's like anti Neanderthal. Who and it's hurt like, you, Jean? I, I want to say hurt you. I want to say it's feminist propaganda, but like that's fine. I'm cool with feminist pro- propaganda, but like also it's got some like very weird. But it's also got a reinforcement of this like fucked up gender binary shit. Like I I okay. I, I want to finish my point here and say that one thing that really pissed me off was the fact that at 55% of the book, which is like 300 pages in, mm-hmm. I fucking finally was like, hell yeah, Ayla. Hell yeah, Goyle. You're getting your shit done. You're, you're a hunter now. She's, you're getting she's, acceptance. Yeah. Love that for you. You're grown into your own. Love that. I fucking cared about Ayla at that point. Yeah. And then she, oh, she burned me. Well... There are so many of so basically after the point where you left the book, it's yeah. just so much of this good thing happens to Ayla, and then terrible thing immediately happens. Good yeah. thing, terrible, good yeah. thing, terrible, and it's just like a roller coaster of emotions that I just don't appreciate mm-hmm. uh, because it is just misery porn. It feels like anytime there's like a a single positive thing that could yeah. possibly happen to something these needs to come in and cut her down. Yeah, and it's yeah. just exhausting. Like yeah. I. I don't mind, like, multi-layered conflict in my literature. I don't mind necessarily things that are, like, a little harsh or, like, brutal, but, like... This was, was, like, so much. This was constantly being hammered with the worst things that could happen to a person. And you know they're coming. That's That's what got me. I was, like, from the moment... We were presented with these characters. You know. You kind of knew what the... The eventual, because I I will say she's very good at foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Like this is the the these seeds are planted at the beginning, and the psychology was very good. I I will say like to to a certain degree, maybe a little bit obvious yeah. on certain yeah. ends. Uh, just like she would plant these seeds, and it was just like okay, obviously. Jean liked to repeat herself a lot. Jean repeats herself so much. I want to say one thing she repeated herself about like all the time. Like three separate times, almost word for word in separate chapters, was how often the kids pretend to have sex and how often. I don't need to know like, this. At all. I was like, Jean, you could get away with saying that maybe once. I will. I don't like it, but I'll give you a pass once. The fact that you are saying this word for word multiple times, like I would forget that you said that to me, Jean, who hurt you. Like I, I get it. Kids are weird, and they, they do sexual things probably without really understanding the movements or the actions of it and it happens but i don't need you to tell that to me over and over again also i just know these like why why does this why is this relevant? she's trying to i wanted uh, to circle back around to the point that gene 
made a decision about Neanderthals. She made a choice that Neanderthal society was going to be extremely misogynistic. Mm-hmm. It was going to have this weird fucking telepathy ancestor memory shit. Like she says over and over again that the reason that Neanderthals stopped developing and their brains are so fucking big in the back it, is because they can access every memory of their life. Their ancestors, they have it all. But they can't think forward at all, even a little bit. Yeah. Um. But Like Kreb is supposed to be their magician. He's like the one who has the most access to those yeah. memories apparently and can just look super far back um but she she decided that that the neanderthals as a whole were going to be the villains like like they they were going to have an extremely rigid culture based on an extremely harsh gender binary and she was going to say again and again and again that like submissiveness is just beaten into these women over like and it's in their dna now yeah and these men just it's 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 they they wouldn't even think of anything otherwise they they cannot ever and it's like but but why also like i i mean it's known now that a lot of this is like a pseudoscience b like just not really actually like verified with anything (laughs) and it's just like okay she made that choice she made that choice and it's an exhausting choice it's an exhausting choice to constantly be reading but like okay first and foremost let's talk about ayla because she is our main character and yeah. like we spend an exhausting amount of time with her. Uh so she is Cro Magnon or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh and human adjacent. Close human to adjacent. Human. Yeah. Uh she is blonde, white, blue eyed. <laughs> I'm going to just get this out of the way. <laughs> Do I think this book is a little racist. <laughs> it's a little racist. Yes, I think this book is a little racist. I I can't not. It's got a I, nice I, veneer I, of racism on it. I can't not know that this book is is at least like a gene. I don't know. I don't know what's in your heart, Gene. I I don't know what's in your heart, Gene. <laughs> no one knows what's in Gene's heart. I've been thinking about that for two weeks. But like, Gene, you can't make everybody who's a Neanderthal brown aggressive and angry and ugly misogynist and and then yeah. make your main character and all of the apparently like her her love interest in the later book is also blonde and blue-eyed and and they're yeah. like he's like six foot three too yeah just, and like, apparently ayla just like is is the inventor of all of these incredible things later on and it's just like okay i don't know what's in your heart gene I don't know if you intended this or if you just like this was like the clearest way to articulate that. No, like, come on, dude. Yeah. Like, it's just the blonde, blue eyes. First of all, not accurate even a little. Second, on top You're of. You're just trying to differentiate like the the evolution here. I don't know what you're trying to do. Are you trying do. to say that like blonde and white is like just to illustrate how far evolved Ayla is compared to like this like I want to again reinforce here particularly that she says again and again that like the the Neanderthals are like their their branch on the family tree is ending they're this is why they're going extinct this is like she says all the time she's constantly reinforcing and like the end of the stupid the end of the book is just like this big like uh fireworks show of that it's just mm-hmm. like them talking about how like this is it like they're going to die out and this is why and this is why and like 
Ale is like the the obvious like evolutionary choice, yeah, and the, the rest step. of them are mm-hmm. yeah. It's like okay, which when you reinforce that with like her to to you know her overwhelming whiteness, which if you want to be kind to Jean, which I'm not feeling particularly inclined to be, but if you wanted to be, you could say like it was a way to really make her other. Like she's considered super ugly amongst the the Neanderthals and stuff. And I get that like in the way that when you're drawing characters for a cartoon, for instance, you make them super characterized so that they can be distinguished immediately. Understand that. Still, it doesn't mean that there aren't racist overtones to the whole damn thing. That's the thing is it's just like there are other ways that you could have shown that she was just simply more advanced, which like there were other like she's really tall. Her Uh legs aren't bowed. Like Uh all of these things, like the way that her her fucking skull is shaped. The amount of times we talked about the shoulder joints of these people fucking like out of control. (sighs) Yeah, I the 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 brow ridge. I, I just okay, we get it. Did you have to constantly reinforce it with her being blonde and blue eyed? I don't know that you did, Jean. I don't know that you did. So, like, okay. That's kind of... It's not... It was already kind of a point against this book when I started. And I was just like, oh. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, <sighs> and it's just, okay, we, we, we get there. And then the, the rest of the book is Ayla's struggle with conforming to this society that is very misogynistic very rigid in it's like attitudes towards like what women can do they have this whole rule of like if you want to speak to a man he has to tap you on the shoulder to you allow to you to speak get on you, your knees and look you down can't look yeah. at him and it's just like okay i get it like you're who hurt you gene you're, who you're hurt talking you, gene? about how fucked up like men in women's positions in society are okay cool blah 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 what pisses me off about that and like I, I get that it was fucking this is fiction. She made a choice and she really wanted the Neanderthals to be as so Raging clearly like the villains of the story and the people who are so clearly backward and whatever. I don't agree, but, you know, fine. I would have loved to have explored their complexity as a culture uh, and as people um, in a much more even handed and uh I don't know, reasonable light. Yeah. Again, I feel like she fucking hated Neanderthals. And again, I don't know what Neanderthal hurt Jean, but one of them hurt Jean. One of them broke her heart, I think. Uh, but I... Tell I, us about your time travel problems. Yeah. Here. I mean, man, I was so excited for this because, like, I ever since I read that article about how we know from, like, fossil evidence and stuff, not fossil evidence, but, like, remains and stuff that, that Neanderthals don't have pe- penis spines, I was so... Like, we know... We know that they fucked. Like, we know because we got DNA. But, like, they didn't have penis spines. We know that they fucked. Because humans will fuck anything that moves. So, I'm like, yeah, man, I want to explore this. I want to, I want to, like, yeah, I want to see, like, cross-pollination. I want to, I want to see as the cultures melded and stuff. And we know from, from evidence that would have been available at the time, because we still have hunter-gatherer groups today that have been widely studied, that those cultures are way more egalitarian yeah i i don't know where she got this concept from but okay fine she made the choice she made the choice we gotta just live with it okay Jean, it's just that like <laughs> hey Jean, it's exhausting right and it's like okay fine you're 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 creating this universe to i think criticize our current or not current but like her current would times, have been the right? 70s yeah um yeah 
fine. But oh my god. It's just never ending. It's, it's fucking a never... grind of misery. It's just every second. And it's just like, okay, Ale is this outsider. And of course, she is the feminist paragon who women don't hunt, but she hunts. Uh, and she makes a space for herself, even in their rigid culture. Yeah, she's the smartest. She's the most powerful. She's the most interesting. She's ugly, but like... She can count. But she can count. <laughs> and it's just like, okay, I get it. 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 Uh, and, and obviously, in the universe, she must be punished. Mm-hmm. Again, um, and again and again and again. Again and again and again and again. And it's just like, okay, when are we going to be done? Because, yeah. like, I that that was the issue with the book. So let's get to the 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 big the midpoint is really where things start to like actually go blow up. out of control. Yeah. Um. So Ayla Ayla's like whole transition into this society is like not easy. She's ugly. She's an outsider. She's she being speak taken the language. She doesn't speak the language. She's being taken care of basically by the most important people of the clan. And even then, it's hard. Yeah. But but consistently, there is like one reason or another that she is a little bit more accepted. Yeah. Okay. So in secret, she learns how to use a sling. Yeah. Uh, she gets found out. She gets found out because she saves the life of a child from being dragged away and devoured by a hyena. And, and it's her worst enemy's yeah. child. The uh, man who has beaten the shit out of her and almost killed her on multiple occasions. Yeah. Uh, so that character is Brood. He is the son of Brune, who is the or the son of Brune's mate. Because uh, <laughs> they don't actually connect at all the idea of sex and the creation of a child. So the only thing that matters is like the connection through maidhood. Yeah. It's like a whole thing. Uh, so Brood is, is the son of the clan leader and he fucking hates Ayla basically from almost the moment she came in because like she steals attention from him. That's the whole thing. It's just that she is more interesting apparently than him Uh and it fucking pisses him off. And everyone kind of hates him because he sucks. He he just sucks. sucks. Like everybody, everybody knows that Brood sucks. Uh, and, like, I guess, like, during his, his manhood day, she steals attention away from mm-hmm. him. His, like, ceremony for his first kill or whatever. And yeah. then she is she is formally adopted into the clan that same night. And, and it turns out that she is, like, her, her totem is the, the cave lion, which is a big deal because it's, it's a, a male, male totem. totem. Yeah. Uh, if I were being really Girl generous. Boss. If I were being really, really generous, I would read this whole fucking book as, like, this weird trans experience, but I'm not feeling generous. I was so hoping they would... I, I really had this moment where when Brune is, like, he's the leader of, of the clan, he's trying to decide because the the... the Punishment for using a woman using a weapon is death. Um, and he is trying to decide, fuck, she saved my grandkid. Yeah. And I she, like her. I she, don't want her to die. I don't want to have to do this. How, but she has a male totem and that feels wrong. So why can we, I can't allow her to hunt because she's a female, but she has a male totem. She has this male totem. I was it hoping makes they sense. would like decide she, she was like both male and female or well, something. They, they like, keep doing the thing where they kind of address her in this sort of masculine way. Yeah. Because she's also the, taller than all of them. She, yeah. She's, they're constantly talking about how she is a very masculine woman uh-huh. and like how they almost don't perceive her as a woman. And yeah, part of the so reason. Ugly. 
Yeah. And part of the reason that she's never going to have a mate or whatever is because mm. she's so, you know, no, no, so masculine. No male totem will ever be able to defeat her totem and therefore she will never be able to get pregnant. That's yeah. how they view it. Uh, so basically all of these these people have totems, mm. uh, the, like spirits, right? And then I guess for a pregnancy to happen, their totems must be conquered. Okay. Yeah. So she she's she's too powerful. She's yeah. got the second most powerful. She's OP. <laughs> she's got the second most powerful totem, uh, second only to Ursus, that being Krebs' totem, the mm-hmm. cave bear. Okay. This is constantly brought up that it's like, okay, they they say that it's possible that it's actually a female totem and it's the cave lioness. Yeah. Uh, and that's why she, her her mark was on her left leg and not her right leg blah 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 but i actually found it really compelling for her yeah. to be a male totem yeah or, for sure she or, keeps him as a male totem she never views her totem as being female yeah and and that's great i yeah. i i thought it was interesting and i kind of like i wish that had been more explored yeah. and maybe that's yeah. just me constantly needing to find something queer about something but no, like, i agree i fully i i was really hoping too because i was like yeah fuck yeah gender is not like we in the modern world have constructed gender out this of fucking is, nothing. This is a modern thing yeah, to, to so, have such like strict gender hierarchies uh-huh. and and like ideas of what gender means. And like, I want Ayla I, to take a mate who is a woman. I want Ayla to be. <laughs> I I wanted I wanted Ayla to be a big fat lesbian, yeah. but like that wasn't gonna happen. It's not in the cards. Um, uh, because we're all boring, yeah. and Jean's boring, and we're all boring. Uh, cowards, basically. Yeah, cowards. But like, like I think there was a point where uh, I think I think her name is Oga, Oga or something. Uh, yeah, Bruce fucking Nate. the names in these books, by the way. Oga, Ona, Uba, they're confusing. Isa, Oba, Uba, yeah. <laughs> Brune, Brood, Zug, Groove, Goof. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I get them all confused. I'm trying really those hard. Those are all real names. I want you guys to know. I memorize them. Um. So Brood's mate. Uga or whatever they she was friends with Ayla at the beginning of the book and at the end of the book she defends uh Ayla mm-hmm. and I was just like just like run away with her just like run away with take her. your babies You're, and run with her take your babies and run away with Ayla because like this sucks um, Ayla will provide for you she will become your mate basically because it's Join just like, her hearth like I'm I the thing is, I hate, like, strict gender binaries. I hate, like, when we really hyper-focus on, like, what gender stuff should be assigned to whatever. Yeah. Um, I have a really complex thought process on that as somebody who has, like, very weird thoughts about my own gender. But, like, okay, if we're going t- through the really strict gender binaries, wouldn't it be fun if Ayla was just, like, a little trans? If that <laughs> if that was how they allowed her to exist, like, if that was how... Because the thing is, the, the, the main problem, the reason that the Neanderthals are ending, as Jean says, is because they are absolutely immovable in their ways. Yeah. They, which doesn't make sense because they had to have created those ways, but whatever the fuck. Okay, so... In that sense, that is why Brune struggles so hard to find a reason for Ayla to not die. Yeah. So he's trying to find a loophole in their established traditions to allow her to live. If the loophole, the loophole was there. It was simply that Ayla is actually a man. Her spirit is out of a man. I would have been like, 
fuck yeah. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. That would make sense in the universe and in particular in the clan. We could. We could. They don't, they don't know how sex works. They don't fucking know how biology works. Why would they associate that with gender? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just. Eventually we could throw it out even if she wanted to. If she decided like, okay, this is clearly like feminist literature yeah. and it's about like. Powerful women, girl boss, right? Okay. Feminists weren't exactly down with the trans or lesbian vibe in the 70s. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think that they were. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, she could even throw it out because she could then call it, like, stupid in the next book and be like, obviously, she's a woman, a powerful woman. It was how she survived, but she's reclaiming her femininity. Yeah, whatever. But it would have uh, but I think for this book, it would have been really interesting to have her do that. But oh, well, okay, fine. At the end of this trial, she becomes the woman who hunts. Yeah, she finally, she gets her own manhood ceremony, essentially. Basically. Yeah. And, but they still are like, you're a woman, don't forget that. And also, like, you can only hunt with a sling. Yeah. Like, you're not really accepted. Okay. Which is a way smarter way for any any of them to hunt, but they physically can't. It's considered an old old man's weapon because they usually hunt with spears because mm-hmm. they're super strong. But they have like no rotation capability basically in their yeah. in their shoulders, which is why fuck we talk about shoulder blades for a while. Um, but Ayla has has full like rotational shoulder blades um, or shoulder joints, so she is like super fucking good with the rock sling, and yeah. she can take out any like huge predator from a distance um and so she's way more effective at hunting than they are um which is just like i don't know it's just it just rubs it just rubs all of it rubs me the wrong way i fucking lie i love ayla and i'm so mad that i've had to abandon her to these fucking dicks so like, mad i i really liked ayla but it was also after a certain point just kind of exhausting to yeah to be like okay girl you're she's... smart enough you know you know you need to go you yeah, know you, you need, need to, go. to go and also like am i really supposed to buy that she's like better at them at everything i think i think what gene in that sense i think gene was trying to establish that like with with the, this crazy ass ancestor memory thing the neanderthals had access to so much more knowledge than ayla would ever 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 have i think mm-hmm. that was her balancing of that this idea that ayla is not better at everything because ayla just can never access the sheer wealth of knowledge of their world yeah. that the neanderthals do um but my no, thi- i don't know but my thing was just like okay she's better at everything else though she 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 eventually becomes like the medicine woman and she is just as good at as isa and yeah. it's just like okay yeah like, okay yeah but anyway point being um, she, she gets through that trial and that's like a high point, like yeah. good for her. And then immediately after that, Brood rapes her. Yeah. Violently after beating her almost to death. Yeah. yeah. Like this is the second time that he, cause like he, he cuffs her, he beats her all, like all the time. Constantly. But. For everything he can think of. Yeah. yeah but the rape happens, uh, purely as like a, obviously a power yeah. thing. Dominance, um, yeah. she, she's. She she goes out hunting to pick up uh, a pheasant, basically for for Kreb, and she is then found by Brood, who sees her lounging for yeah. momentarily in the yeah. sun, and then and then he he just decides that the best way to hurt her in this moment is to violently rape her, and it's yeah. just like okay, he beats the shit out of her. It is graphic. It is extremely graphic. Um, and then he rapes her, and that is extremely graphic, uh-huh. and it is just 
awful to read. And and then the I made it past that point. I was like, fuck, okay, that was fucking terrible. And then you were forced to read him do it multiple Every single times. day, multiple times. Like for weeks. So basically, uh, in the clan, these Neanderthals, the men make a, a hand gesture to basically tell the women to assume a position. So that they may have sex with them. And again, they don't associate sex with reproduction. Yeah. So so it's basically considered like another one of it's every woman's need. duties. Yeah. And a need that it needs to be scratched by the men that the women have to be responsible for. Just like getting them water or, you know, making dinner. Yeah. Um, and so like the the thing is it's not like Nobody sees it as rape yeah, no in, one the, helps her ever. in the society because it's just like this is just a normal part of it. Yeah. And she is like miserable. She's not cleaning herself. She's not doing yeah. well. And it just it's I want to I want to say we haven't said it how old she is. But she's 10. She's 10. She's, she's 10. 10. And it's here. I don't want to get too deep into this because I, I feel like we have we we've said what we need to say in terms of what this book does with sexual assault. I I don't want to talk about that more frankly. I was so viscerally uncomfortable. I felt ill every time I thought about it for yeah. like two days. She is she's 10 years She's 10 old. years old. She's 10 years old. And I I I I I I couldn't. I couldn't. That is not why I read books. I've talked about before in the podcast how uncomfortable i am with sexual assault uh in in the books i read and i can deal with it to a certain extent um this was way so far beyond my line so painful i couldn't Uh do it i absolutely could not and then you find out that she is pregnant yeah she is 10 years old and she is pregnant and she wants nothing more than to keep this fucking baby yeah uh, and because she's been told she's never going to have a child. Yeah. So this is her one chance to have a child. And Isa is telling her, like, get rid of it, get you rid need of to it, get rid of this baby. Uh, you're not mated. Um, and also the chance that it's going to be like messed up. Some, messed in some up. Way. And also that her her birth canal is too small right now. Yeah. And it's just miserable. And then she has the fucking baby. And it is awful to read. Uh, yeah. I that's where I almost put the book down. Like the rape was, I had to pause after that, yeah. and then I get to the pregnancy, and it's just awful to read. Yeah, you're just reading about how she's getting basically ripped open, and it's like not, it's not an easy pregnancy. She's she's fucking dying. Well, because the, like literally. Their heads are too big. Their heads are too big. And and it the baby turns out to be this mix of Neanderthal and Cro-Magnon. Yeah. Uh, and its head is is too big. Its neck is too small. Uh its its body is, you know, basically the baby in their eyes is deformed. Yeah. Um, so we get there and immediately after the baby is born, Isa's like, you need to you need to put that shit out. Yeah, you need to take this baby out and just, like, let it <laughs> Throw die. that in the trash. And another moment where I was just like, I don't know if I can do this. Because Ayla's just like, I don't want to let go of the baby. And, like, I'm not going to do this. So I'm going to run away for seven days until the naming ceremony. And I, so that I can keep this baby. <sighs> Which gives, like, another excuse for the clan to be like, okay, she's just, like, belligerent. And she, we have to kill her and trash. her baby. Yeah. And... <sighs> And it's just, you you have to read her 
running away while she has a basically gaping wound. Uh-huh. Uh, and she's bleeding out uh-huh. and has to run away to this cave with her baby while she is dying. Uh-huh. And she's 10. And, and she's, she's 10. 10. And, and she's, she's 10. 10. And she's 10. And and then she is she comes back early because she's like they're not gonna let me keep my baby if i do this and she like begs for his life and it's just miserable it's miserable to read and eventually through a trial they decide that she gets to keep her baby Mm -hmm. uh and he goes through a naming ceremony and woohoo great Mm -hmm. and then we go to the clan gathering and it's just another slog of like everyone fucking hates her. And then eventually she does a good by like saving somebody's life. And then immediately after that, she like interrupts a ritual and then Kreb basically starts to like ostracize her. Yeah. And it's just every moment. Every win is taken out from every under her. Every single one. Is is immediately punched away from you and then she just gene like comes and just stabs you right in the gut yeah with something really terrible and awful yeah and it just sucks it, it sucks uh like the <sighs> she comes back from this clan gathering and isa dies like immediately <laughs> um, god damn it and Gee. then and then like she not long after that is like towards the end of the book it's just like okay we um brood eventually becomes clan leader brune immediately regrets it because he's an awful leader and he's just like and he he's known it for a long time that his son's gonna be shitty and he keeps trying to fix him and it doesn't work it doesn't work because brood is awful he's a terrible guy and like he's so hyper fixated on ayla that he cannot like be anything other than hyper fixated on ayla um like, he hides for a while how terrible he is to her mm-hmm. in periods just to make sure his dad doesn't fucking hate him. But, like... Yeah. So, the end of the book basically climaxes to... uh Spoilers for this whole fucking book, if you didn't catch that. <laughs> but, like, uh it climaxes to Brood becomes clan leader. He's like, okay, I'm going to take Ayla as my mate uh, because it's my obligation because she's an unmated female mm-hmm. and she has a son. I'm going to take Ayla as my second mate. And then he's like, but I'm not taking this deformed baby. So I'm giving it to my second in command, which is this fucking little shit, Vorn, that you're haunted by the entire book. He's a little stooge. He's a little stooge who ends up mating with her sister, which is Uba. Uba. And and it's just like, and Ayla's like, you can't do this to me. This is awful. Uh. And then uh, he, like, threatens to curse her for talking back. And then an earthquake happens. Kreb dies. Fucking. (laughs) God damn. God damn. And I want to say this is all in the second half of the book. Like, the first first half was so long. And none of that happened in it. So long and passive. And it's just, like, all of a sudden in the last, like, 250 pages, it's just misery yeah and eventually they curse her with death which basically means that and they've done this to her 
once or twice at this point. That's how they execute people is they basically they ostracize them. Yeah. Um, they they basically pretend they're not there. Like yeah. they they do this weird ritual with bones and like then they're like, okay, she's dead. Even though she's not dead, she's there. But they fully believe that what they're seeing is now her spirit. Her spirit that needs to transition out. In one of them, it's like a, an impermanent death curse, which means she can come back after 30 days. Okay. If she survives. If she survives, yeah. which basically, like, the, the idea is that she's being chased around by evil spirits or something yeah. like that. And she herself is a spirit. Yeah. Okay. Because I want to say also, I think her, Jean's thinking on that, too, is that the Neanderthals were incapable of existing to Jean uh, outside of a group. No single Neanderthal could survive on their own. Um, where so so that was a death curse. If you were ostracized by by your people, that meant that you were effectively killed because you could not survive for any length of time, even a matter of days, on your own. Yeah. Um, because you just don't have the ability to to function on without your your clan whereas she does so she survives it um, yeah she's she survives it once and then she survives this one because you know the the book ends with that she's given a permanent death curse uh she is basically the clan is just like so in love with ayla that they also still acknowledge her after her death yeah because like she's just like hey brune like you need to take care of my baby because also she's not allowed to take her baby mm-hmm uh, and she tells Uba she loves her, and then, like, Brood almost punches her at the end, and apparently it's unlucky to acknowledge her spirit, uh-huh. so, like, he's cursed with unluckiness. Uh-huh. That's how the fucking book ends, is is she says goodbye to her son, and the it, it is a very cinematic ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the last thing is just, like, a Dirk screaming, mother, mother, mm-hmm. and it's just like, oh, this is awful. This yeah. is terrible. This is an awful, awful fucking book. Um, it's it's just a really painful read. I think at the top end to of bottom, the, soup to nuts. Like it's just, I I I I understand what I think Jean is trying to say, right? Yeah, I fucking I think so, but I don't know. Like there's there's a couple of things in there. It's it's first of all misogyny, and mm. she's trying to say something about womanhood and how we're equals and blah blah blah. And how misogyny is a thing, a relic of a past that needs to go extinct. Or yeah, something, something like that. <sighs> I want to give her that benefit of the doubt. <laughs> I want to give that to Jean. Because, I mean, we've we've tried to avoid talking about it for the most part. But I think, like, we have acknowledged, you know, in passing that, like, this book is not poorly written, mostly. I would say, as I read more, I was more like, okay, Jean. Okay, you're getting to the point where you're being poorly written by repeating yourself again and again and again. Yeah. This info dumping, you would get this huge stretch well, of There would fucking... be times where I would just start skimming yeah. because it's just like, I don't, Jean, like, I don't think that this is relevant. After Every wildflower in the region, what its use was, how they harvest it, when they harvest it. These and I, paragraphs I was... of... Like information that just aren't necessary from from like what animals range there that like and also I think it was kind of tough for me because she's using all this really modern language as she's describing these yeah. things and like saying that like like okay one thing would be like a cave bear and then she used the Latin name for like another animal that they they would just casually use in conversation I was like fucking what the fuck um but on top of that I think like. 
you get I, I was willing to give her a certain amount of grace in the beginning when we are being introduced to the Neanderthals. Yeah, it made sense for her to give us quite a bit of information about these characters, the universe that they live in, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But oh my God. Oh my God, it was so much. It was so, so profoundly much. It was insane. I think 300 of those fucking pages could have been taken out and we would have had a, a tremendously difficult book to read, but a better. It would have been, it would have been a lot more bearable to read, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Bave cave. Um, Bave care. Bave care. Uh, it's just, I don't know. This book is fucking exhausting. I still don't feel good thinking about this book. And that happens to me so rarely. I, I, even, what this book is, is it's definitely not a romance. It's, no. it's not a bodice ripper. Hey, I can categorically say, decided now, I don't think it's a bodice ripper. I don't think it's a bodice ripper. I don't think it's a romance either. I'm pretty sure I'm going to go out on a limb and say that other ones may have romantic elements. Probably still, definitely not romance novels. <laughs> I, so what I've heard, uh, or I should say what I've looked at, is that apparently, because like I, I looked at the Wikipedia articles for like all of the mm-hmm. books that came later, mm-hmm. and it's just like they talk about how she goes into extreme detail discussing the sex scenes in the later books. Well, she did it with the sexual assault yeah, in the first one, so, so I guess you gotta make up for it, I, Jean. I, I guess maybe that's what people talk about when they're talking about the bodice ripper bit. I, I have no guess. idea. Y'all got like, bad taste and don't understand anything about that. If I, like, I, I so rarely, I give so many passes to people who are just like, oh, this has, like, some romance in it. It must be a romance novel. I get, I'll give you a pass because, you know what? Fuck it, sure. Like, I'm not gonna lean on, like, hard and fast, like, oh, it has to have a happy ending. I believe it does to be a romance novel, but like, if you are appreciating romance, I'll give you a pass. Sure. Fucking this, this. If you're telling me that I, the idea that I was told by not one but two different people that reading the first Clan of the Cave Bear would be an experience in any romance is so fucking baffling to me. There's not even a hint of romance in this godforsaken book. Ayla's never interested in anybody. No. Nobody is ever interested in Ayla because she's hideous, apparently. Yeah. Um, her her Aryanness is not yeah. appealing to the Neanderthals. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're too they're too under evolved to they're appreciate. They're too under evolved to appreciate Aryans. Uh-huh. She also has blue eyes. I, we, I don't think we mentioned that. No, blonde we did. Hair, we blonde, oh, blonde hair, blue eyes, pale skin, pale tall, skin. graceful because she's a huntress. <laughs> and it's just, yeah, like there's no, there's no, there's no bit of romance in this book. It's just, it's just a slog of misery. And I wouldn't have fucking been comfortable with it because she's 10 anyway. But like the idea that this is something that somebody would suggest to me. And I would have to get through this whole ass book first to get to any romance. I just. And that's the thing is, it's like you can't. I don't think you can skip this book. You can't skip it. Because you, like. You should, but you can't. For the next book, I assume it's it's when the romance starts. I uh-huh. believe it's like some John Talar or something like that is her, her yeah. uh, romantic interest. And they stay together for the rest of the books. And like. Yeah. He's blonde and blue eyed and tall and whatever. Uh, good, cool, but, like, is this, this is not romance fiction, in my opinion, as a whole. Like, it's, it's just, it's fucking salted the earth, Gene. Pseudoscience historical fiction. Yeah. Uh, because, like, it's just not, 
it's cool that she did a lot of research, but I feel like she's punishing me with it. Yeah, uh, yeah. It felt like it felt like being slapped with a ruler by a mean nun. Yeah, like, <laughs> she's she's hitting me on my knuckles, and I have to tell her thank you. Or like we're sitting in a chair in like some sort of like '80s sci-fi movie with our fucking eyelids pried open. Yeah, and she's just forcing me to process all of these words that yeah. I just don't care about. Yeah, and the thing is, like, I. I like reading about herbs and shit. I do too. I fucking went through a very long phase where I was super into that shit. I, I'm I'm part of all the foraging yeah. groups on Facebook. Yeah, I yeah. like reading about it. Gene, I don't care. Hey Gene. Hey, Who Jean, hurt you, I babe? I don't care. Hey Gene. Hey Gene. We didn't even talk about how they don't have penis spines. <laughs> Why would you not tell us about the penis spines, Gene. Oh, it's because you're working on information from the 70s. I see, I see, I see, I see, I see, I see. Got it, got it, Which, like, okay, fine. You wrote this in the 80s. I'm bored, Gene. I'm, I'm so bored. bored. I The first, I would say the first bit of this book was just like, oh, my God. It took me so long to get through it, 10 pages of it. Yeah. Um, I would, like... I was reading this off of my phone because I got it off of the Internet Archive. Shout out to Internet Archive. Um, and I would just, like, read a couple pages and then I'd get a notification for something else. And I'd be like, hmm, I think I'd rather do that. I, I just remember that I think I, like, saved some lines that I thought were very Relevant? Telling. Yeah. Hold on. Oh, I'm that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, like, I I don't think... I can understand why people would enjoy this book. I can understand why people might enjoy the series as a whole. But, like, this is not my cup of tea. Uh, the whole time I was reading it, I was thinking about all the books I had on... Stacked up on my desk, and I was like, I could be reading those right now. I want to... Uh, yeah, the fact that I was in the middle of the Side Changeling series, and I had to fucking stop my role on that to read this book was infuriating to me. Um, I want to say... So I highlighted three different lines uh, mm-hmm. that I think really fucking are extremely telling about the entirety of the themes of the book. Right. Chapter three. Uh, memories and clan people were sex differentiated. Oh, yeah. Like, there, <laughs> yeah. There, there's this almost biological element to the sexism, yeah. uh-huh. too, that yeah. she's placed here. And it's just like, okay... You have given the ammo to them then for for it, right? For fucking no reason. For For fucking no reason. reason. Because, like, yeah, apparently it's just like, okay, all of the women know how herb stuff works. Yeah. And then all of the men know how hunting stuff works. Okay. So it's biologically ingrained is what you're telling me, Gene? Yeah. Are you telling me that the superiority is biologically ingrained? Mm Mm-hmm. She literally says that at one point. I didn't highlight it, but she says that one of the reasons that the women would never even think to rebel is because it's in their DNA. Yeah, it's just like, I... What the fuck are you talking about, Gina? Gina? I don't think you understand how DNA works, Gene. Also, she she flip-flops on it. Yeah. Because she also talks about when she's... When Ayla's being turned into the woman who hunts. Yeah. Um, That, like, apparently in their history, women have been hunters. And it's just like, okay, Gene, what do you want to say yeah. then? Is this biologically what they are? Are they biological misogynists are they are they have we now given them enough fuel to be like okay it is ingrained in them so it there is logic to the, the misogyny yeah or isn't there or isn't there gene um line number two mm-hmm. chapter 10 she was one of the others a newer younger breed more vital more dynamic not controlled by hidebound traditions from a brain that was nearly all memory 
She fucking hated her Neanderthals, she fam. She hates her Neanderthals. She hates them. And then uh, the last one, chapter 11, um, in reference to Ayla and her quality of life. At times, her life was so unbearable, she wasn't sure if she wanted it to continue. That's the whole book, fam. That is the whole damn book. And it's just, we spend so much time with her trying to get her acceptance into the clan and then calling her clan and then her becoming clan and all of that. And at the end of the book, it's just like, oh, Kreb and Iza are like, you are not clan. You are an other. You need to get the fuck out of here. You are going to be murdered. You yeah. need to leave. And it's just like, okay. And it sucks because it's like you you get the read of like she needs to get the fuck out of there. But it's also like it's the only family she's ever known. And it's like, I just don't I don't buy this. And like existing on your own when when you when there is no society yeah it'd be the fucking most terrifying thing imaginable anything like, could kill the, you they're talking about how she needs to go north and find the others and i just like okay i get the book logic we're, we're in fiction fantasy land uh-huh. but like you are if you loved her which these two characters love Ayla, you should have done that years ago they're they're the parents they should have helped her look for them because by the time they tell her this she is, I think, 14 at the end of the book or something like mm. that. Um, I don't know. Something around there. Which I understand in these in these books, like, age is just different. Specifically, we had a conversation about this. We think that Jean was implying also that not only is it, like, a reference to society was different, you became an adult much younger. You're, you're mated at, like, childhood ages. But... Yeah. but there were quite a few hints also that Neanderthals, according to Jean, aged a lot faster. Yeah, like I think the 26 is like elderly. Like for you are them. extremely old. Like uh, Isa is 20 when she finds Ayla and she is pregnant by her dead mate. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is considered too old to have had children. It's yeah. a miracle that she has children. So, and her daughter becomes mated at what, like eight years old or something like that? Something. Um, and is a fully grown, like physically speaking woman. Um, and not in the way that like, you know, we acknowledge that like, uh, like a child can get a period at like nine or ten. No, she's But it's she's physically a woman. not at all a, a woman yet at all, you know. Um, she's a woman who is having... All sex yeah. and is pregnant uh-huh. and is is doing the functions of a wife and woman. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know how Ayla's age is supposed to work, but the point being is that she takes a lot the, longer to mature physically. That is yeah. noted. That is lot. noted that she she is she takes almost tall twice as and big, but like is regardless still seeming like a child. Mm-hmm. Um at the end, she's 14 and she's banished. And mm-hmm. it's like, in reality, this kid would fucking die. Yeah. This kid would die. But I don't she's care OP. How res- but she's OP. I don't care how resourceful she is. It's just like, there is this... I don't know. I it, I guess it's not really a book about family or... or fucking, or, it could have been. It could have been and it wasn't. And I think that's also something that frustrated me is like, Isa and Kreb are great characters. They're yeah. really interesting. But like... I think that some of her treatment of them is clouded by the fact that she apparently hates Neanderthals. Fucking hates Neanderthals and Neanderthal broke Jean's heart. And it's just like, I just don't buy that, like, these characters that love her, even with tradition, would, like, not figure out a way to make sure she's okay. I don't know. I don't know. They start talking about how the moment Brood becomes leader 
she, she will to need get to that. go. And the fact that they didn't talk to her about that when she was 10 years old instead of fucking 14 and being like, yeah, you got you got you got to go. 10, baby. You got to go. It's just like, OK, like in that case, you knew you knew that this was a problem. It would, it would always be a problem. It was never going to be fixed. Like that that eventually Brood was going to be leader and he was going to punish Ayla for the existing m- for the multiple things he can think of that uh-huh. he hates her for just one-upping him and whatever stealing his manhood stealing his manhood i just yeah and, and it sucks because like i actually think that thematically it would have been really interesting to have a very strong familyhood like family unit mm-hmm. uh thing in in a, in something about neanderthals which i think like yeah they had super strong family units they fucking took care of their they're disabled and they're elderly and they're they're sick yeah like, they we have evidence for that gene we, we don't have evidence for them tossing out their disabled children to the fucking like yeah i i just it's disappointing i guess i can find this is fiction yeah. Uh, I don't care how historical she calls it. Fine, it's fiction. I'm going to give it that that pass. But I think it's disappointing. I think it's very sad. Uh, it's an incredibly sad book. I I I think I would have enjoyed it a lot more if those family themes were stronger. Mm-hmm. If if I don't know, make Ayla trans. <laughs> make Ayla trans. Make Ayla trans. And that's that. That trans my, icon my Ayla. Final the note woman who hunts. That. Uh, my my trans queen, Ayla. We love her, man. But, yeah, that's it. I'm not reading a damn one single word more of these books. I, I wish I could purge. I wish I did not have a steel trap for plot that is my brain, and I could get rid of it and never think about this book again. It's in there now. I'll have to keep that image forever. And it fucking sucks. And I'm mad at Jean for it. And Jean... Who hurt you? Jean, I'm covertly sending you hate now right now. Yeah, man. Damn. Uh, don't do that. Don't do that. But like, oh, God, Jean. God, Jean. I don't know what's in your heart, Jean. I don't but, know what's in your heart. But, but like, the, the, hints, there's, there's, the hints we're getting are not fucking. Yeah, I just, I don't know what I am receiving from you, but it's not good. It's not good. It's fucking rancid, man. Um. Anyway, this has been a, a, a pretty dark episode. I don't think I've ever had an episode that's just fun. <laughs> Haven't you? Have you really not? I've never had an episode that's exclusively fun. The first the lost episode that we recorded, the, the, the PPS episode where I read it before you read it. Yeah. That was fun because you hadn't read it. Yeah. And I feel like since you've allowed me to read them. Arcana. The Arcana was... No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Bring me back for something fun. Okay, we'll do. Make, you you earned a glass me, of water. Stop making me read <laughs> I, bad I, books. I still can't or, believe you fucking agreed to read this book at all. Uh, that's I, I, I don't know. I felt, hi, my name is B. This is my book report. <laughs> B got homework. Uh, I got homework, and here's my big book report. Uh, make Ayla trans, and also book suck hard to read hard to read trans icon ayla uh, uh we still have to watch the movie i fucking with daryl hannah with daryl hannah um, um watch the full trailer adult woman yeah full at full adult woman like i was looking at the, the scenes that we were seeing i was like did they age her up i hope they aged her up they aged her up for Good. sure which like yeah 
Yeah, good. Because it would have been a miserable thing. A terrible thing to film and watch and consume I'm, and know. I'm convinced that it's going to be terrible to watch and consume. Oh, and know 100%. 100%. So. Well, I had grand plans for this episode. It was going to be originally be a two parter. We were also going to record, you know, watching the movie. And this fucking book took the wind so thoroughly out of my sails that I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't do that. Like, I don't want to talk about this book anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it fucking sucks. Um, uh, and in that vein, this is the end of the episode. This do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, I've got like nothing going on right now because I've opted out of doing things. Um, I wish I wish I could do that. I, I don't. I don't think I have anything to plug right now. Um, I've been playing a lot of horror games. Um, there's this really good game out there called Devotion, and it got blocked out of a lot of. Uh, um, I forgot the word for it, but you can't get it on Steam. Streaming platforms? Not streaming platforms. It's oh. a game. Oh. Um, you can't get it on Steam anymore because China blocked it out because they made a joke about the president or their prime minister or whatever. Rip! Oh, did they make the 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 Winnie the Pooh joke? They did make the <laughs> Winnie the Pooh joke in the game, so it got blocked out. Uh, it got like bombed and. It's a really good game. Right. <laughs> it's a really good game. Go play Devotion. It's on their website. Uh, I'm sure if you look it up, you'll find it. It's a fantastic game, and it's unfortunate that that happened to it because uh, I, I hope that their sales are okay. It's made by the same people who did Detention, which is also a really good game, and that game is on Steam, but don't be a coward. Get Devotion. <laughs> oh, I'm too much of a coward to do a horror game. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine. <laughs> Ella keeps trying and she's like well, would you play a horror game with me and I'm like no I, no. I, I've just been hyper fixated on horror because I'm insanely depressed um, so it's the thing that makes me feel things <laughs> um, and uh, it's that and video nasties so all right, welcome to my new podcast at the end of <laughs> Abigail's podcast <laughs> V's depression corner my depression corner where I talk about horror uh, no, it's over. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I guess I'll do my plugs. Um, oh, we have a merch store in case you haven't heard. Uh, some, some people have bought mugs and stickers and what all. Thanks, fam. That's cool as hell. I want to, I want to say, I want to, so there's a, a thing with, with, it's kingdomthirst.redbubble.com. Um, there's a small issue with the nutrient slurry mugs. So, Redbubble does not give me an option to choose what style of mug I want. There are tall and there are traditional. Um, with that mug in particular, I highly recommend, and I've put it in the description of the product. This, don't talk to me until I've had my nutrient slurry mug. It's very funny. Um, you should not get it as the tall mug because it doesn't let me change where the design sits on the tall mug. It just kind of floats. So there's this weird inch of white. There's an inch of white above the, like, where the drippies are supposed to come off the edge of the mug on the back. There's a design with our hand from our logo and the drippies. Um, and obviously some people don't give a shit because they've gotten it. A couple different people now have, have purchased it and don't seem to care. Uh, as a designer, I care. I care. I if can't you, disable that option. I you, can't. And I care. If you buy the mug, Abigail is contractually obligated to come over to your house and sharpie in the drips. <laughs> Every time I see someone has bought the, the tall version of that mug, I just go, no, because I can't fix. There's no way. I, I like the, I can't. They don't let you take that option off. Fly Abigail out. She will sharpie it. I will. I will give you a sticker that you can just like smack on top of it. Um, 
Anyway, we got cool mugs. We got aliens. Uh, aliens more like aliens mug, which is very fun. It's very good. Um, we've got. Uh, uh, don't talk to me until I've had my nutrient slurry. I'm gonna be putting up soon, hopefully, two designs. I want to do a spanking corner design, and I also want to do a um, Oh Boise at the request of my degenerate listeners. Uh, uh, sticker slash maybe a T-shirt. I haven't decided. Um, Are you gonna put the shape of Boise in there? I no, because. Okay, to take you inside the bit, fam, I'm not saying Boise with a capital B as in the city. I know that you're not. I, and I, <laughs> and I'm like. I don't need you to explain this to I'm me. explaining this to the listeners because everyone thinks I'm saying Boise, the place, when what I'm saying is B-O-Y-S-I-E, Boise. <laughs> I'm aware. It doesn't matter. It, it sounds doesn't like matter. Boise. I know. So I may, I'm, it's probably going to make two stickers. One that says Boise and one that says Boise. Oh, Boise. <laughs> Does it make any sense? No, but I'm definitely not referencing this place. I've never even been to Boise. It doesn't matter. Um. Anyway, uh, you can also check us out on all the social media platforms, except some of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can first. look. You can look. You, you might can, not find it. You can create a fan page for us if I'm not on there. Go ahead. I give you full permission. I've been meaning to say also, um, we're not really active on Facebook. I put the episodes up on Facebook and stuff. Um, but if anyone ever wants to make like a Kingdom of Thirst fan page, I realize so we have a really cool Discord server where a lot of a lot of degenerate uh, cool kids are in there. Um, but I am also there, so that kind of creates an atmosphere of like not being able to necessarily talk as freely about the content and and whatever about I them. do want you to go on the Discord <laughs> and Cyberbully Abigail to You can her face. do that. You can do that to my virtual face. However, if you do want to at any point talk mad shit talk about mad shit, I would maybe Abigail or her co-host. <laughs> if you did it in a fan dedicated space because I think that also is like a different thing where fans can can not necessarily feel any sort of weird pressure about the person being there. Yeah. Um so if ever anyone gets in a, a an itch underneath their bonnet and they wish to create say a fan facebook page or whatever go ahead you don't really need my permission uh i mean i'd like to know because that's cool but like and i can advertise it but do it uh it feels weird to say that like i have like a million listeners and they're all gonna jump on, on the that. other hand yeah. if you have something to say about me say it to my <laughs> face my virtual face just kidding you can't find me on any social media platform that's true uh you can also, if you, I don't know anything about Reddit, if you ever wanted to make like a, a Reddit thing, I don't know how that works, but most people have said that to me and I'm fucking not going to do it. So if you want to do it, go off fam. Um, beyond that, you can send me email at kingwithers at gmail.com. That's always nice. Uh, you can hit me up in DMs. I still have free stickers. I'm happy to give out for free. I said that they're free, but I just want to make sure you know that they are free and I will send them anywhere in the United States and even abroad um, with a handwritten note from me. And then... Do I have anything else? Leave a review if you can. Recommend it to a friend if you can. Post about, I don't know, your favorite episode or something funny that I said or V said or anybody said on social media. That helps. Um, other than that, be cool. Don't read this book. Don't read Have a, Bear, have a I guess. good day. Don't. Drink some water. Don't read this book. Don't read this book. Don't. Hey, Jean, who hurt you? Hey, Jean, what's up, Jean? Hey, Jean, I just want to talk. Jean, meet me in a parking lot. I just want to talk. Jean, have you been to Denny's? <laughs> have I want to meet you in the Denny's? parking lot of Denny's.
I don't think you've had. I don't think we can get fries first, and then and then we can talk in the parking lot. We can have a very cordial conversation in the broken parking lot with all the streetlights that don't work. Uh, That will definitely not end with flying fists. Definitely not. Yeah, probably a really friendly handshake. Maybe I'll kiss. You gonna kiss Jean? Give Jean a little kiss with. I'm not going to say anything threatening. <laughs> I would never. We would never threaten Jean. I just want to buy Jean some fries. <laughs> I just want to buy Jean some seasoned fries. And then talk to her quietly and intensely in a parking lot <laughs> for a few minutes. Just for a little while. Hey, Jean. Just want to talk. Just anyway, talk uh, check in next Wednesday. This has been the podcast. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.